Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Welcome to the Nick Bob Podcast. Recap, reaction to, and Bo, I can't even say it. I'm with Bo Rude. We're in his, his, what do you call this? The kitchen, half kitchen? Is this the kitchen, kind of? It's an open space. It's an open space. We are in an open space. You've seen the HGTV? It's an open concept. We need an open concept. We're going to take come down in, this wall. We're knock down that wall. Open, open. concept. It's whatever. That's what every, every, every flip or flop. Yep. You know how, what we're going to do this place? We're going <laughs> to open it up. Are they going to A, open it up, B, close it down, or C, none of these? Here's what I'm thinking of this place, guys. Let's make a lot of small little rooms, <laughs> especially the kitchen. Let's close it off so you can't see anyone from one room to the next. We want you to, that's what we're thinking here. But I, I, when you do go into older homes, Oh, basically people in like the 1960s and 70s were like, we need as many rooms as possible and as tiny as possible. Here's the thing with wives. You don't want to be around them, so you close yourself off. You never have to see them if there's lots of rooms. She won't even find you. <laughs> Honey, what room are you in? You're Where are one, you? You know the one down there. And then you run into the other room, see? That's what happens. It's called wife can't find you. <laughs> Back okay. in the 30s, architects grew up with that one common trait. Honey, are you crazy? I'm in the one room. Come find me. Meanwhile, I'm not in that room. I'm in another. Okay. I Let's just say I needed that laugh because that's the first time. Have you laughed post the game? I have, I have not. I have not. I literally, I don't even think I've even had like a, <laughs> like I've had nothing. It, it was, uh, so I had... Some of our friends, you know, Matt and Goldie and yeah. Bob over, and we were watching the game, and it was, uh, it was like the what's the the stages of grief? There's like you know, there's yeah, you know, it's denial, it's uh, bargaining, it's yes. and it's accept, you know, finally you get to acceptance, but it was like we went through the full stages, I the five even, stages of denial or whatever it is. I don't even know what stage I mean. I had to go do my Fox national radio show last night, and. It's good thing, like, my body language during that show was just terrible. I mean, just, and I basically wanted to be like, so the big national story is Nebraska, Colorado, right? They're like, no, it's Antonio Brown in the page. I'm like, all right, good God. But, yeah, I mean, I can't believe we started out this whole pod laughing, but that was good. I uh, hope anybody listening got a chuckle out of that, because this one, Frost said it after the game that this is like, I can't remember how, how he framed it or phrased it, like, this one is up there for for most painful losses. Oh, it's I, I bet you if if you went into every house uh, in Nebraska that's watching that game, it was the same experience. It's this like this wave of different emotions, and you're like you're truly like you're going through it all. You're like you know, like I said, it's like like oh, we're fine, we're okay, we're good, and then it's like why you know, then it's like then the depression uh. sets in. You're like, what's wrong with us? Why can't we win? And then you get over it, and then you're like angry, and then finally you're like, okay, so uh, I, I think hopefully we're back to like all right on the next. I don't know where. I honestly, I mean, I don't know where today is going to go. 
I don't really know because I don't know where. I don't know. I mean, I could cry. Like it's possible that well, I cry. Do you know, start do you know why it, it, this one hurts so bad? Um, I was I was thinking about this earlier. It's akin to if you go for something and don't get it, it hurts. If you have something and it gets taken away, right? That's way worse, right? Yes, and, and they we had, had the win. Yes, had it, had it. Seventeen nothing, had it, and it got taken away. So, real quick, let me let me. I think let's preface everything with this because I think I, I assume you can. I'm going to be speaking for you with this. Yeah, I believe in Frost. I believe in the staff. I believe in where this thing is going to ultimately get to, and that's winning championships eventually. Yeah. But that also doesn't mean that in throughout that journey that you can't uh, be frustrated, that you can't question, you can't even criticize a few things. Like, but I, but the main thing that needs to be prefaced is I believe in this staff, and I believe in where this is going. Would you would you agree with that? Hundred percent. Okay, as long as we're on the same page. So now, we, let's now destroy. I think he needs to be fired. him, <laughs> everybody. Let's Patty. rip these guys. No, no, we don't. Get I, out. You don't win. You get on out of here. No, but <laughs> let me preface this. Let me preface this with: I want to marry Scott Frost, but he needs to get the hell out of here. No. Yeah. Um, I could make a comment on his body for all the female listeners that I got so many tweets. We about, need this just a segment called. Well, this Nick's thoughts on Scott's <laughs> outfit for the game. Great red polo uh, yesterday. Shout out to Frostbud. Um, I got something at the end of this pod that you're going to be astonished by, by the way. So in the first half, 17 to nothing wasn't even close to an accurate representation of how much Nebraska kicked Colorado's ass in the yeah. first. I mean, it was total yards. Halftime, 271 to 84. Rushing yards, Nebraska had 91, Colorado, zero. Zero, Baruch. Zero, zero yards. Martinez, nine for nine, had two touchdowns. It's 17 to nothing. I do think, and this is also what makes it so dang frustrating, the crowd made a real difference in the first half. Like, those guys came out juiced up, fired up, flying around. Let's just at least start with the first half before we progress to things. Because there's there's a lot of positives, right? So let's start with, one, the Nebraska crowd with Colorado actively not trying to sell them tickets, actively saying, do not sell tickets to Nebraska fans here. And Nebraska had, I'd call it, in all honesty, 60% of that stadium. Oh, yeah. And that's so impressive. And that makes you feel like as a Husker fan, you go, oh, we still bring it. We still are great fans. And we can go make a home game out of like one of our biggest you know, historical rivals. Think about that. That's awesome. Number one, that's awesome. And two, like we came out and did what we said like in the last pod. What's the most important thing? Like getting off to a good start in offense, not turning the ball over. We did those two things. We we did everything we thought you needed to do to win a game. Mm-hmm. We did it. Flying around like defensively, that was the first half might have been the best half of defense I've seen Nebraska play since like Levante David and company in 2010. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, to me, like half a lot of it was. I thought Colorado wasn't very good. Right. I didn't think they were very good in offense. 
I thought our defensive line played well. They looked like they kind of they took it up a notch from the first week. They really looked strong to me. Um, you know, the Davis boys, they looked like they were really flying around a little bit more. Everybody was flying. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it looked we looked good. Like we looked very good. And um, yeah, so it, there was a lot of positives when you look at that first half, you go, you know, the atmosphere, the fans, the the defense, the like it we just did. felt like it was like today's the day. Today's the day. It's old rival. You take over the stadium. Today's the day. And it, you know, or what I should not today. Like it's not happening. Like yeah. like today is Nebraska's moment in the sun in the mountains in Boulder, Colorado, where they are going to at least for a moment stand on the Rocky Mountains and pat their chest like we're here yeah. for lack of a better term and. That's where, I, at halftime, I had to shower quick, so I was going to have to go to the the uh, to get ready to do the the uh, Fox show. Yeah, to say, and I don't know where you were, and and you look back on it now, and you're kind of left losing that game at halftime. It wasn't even like I thought it was over. It, Nebraska had kicked their ass so bad that I thought it was over, and now I look back on it like how I started with 17 to nothing wasn't an accurate representation of how big of an ass kicking that is. I think that's goes both ways. It's like, that's good because they were playing so well, but also like it, there wasn't, there was maybe a shred of me. that's like, God, it feels like they should be up b- by more than 17 points. Yeah. But did you feel like when halftime hit, were you was losing even in your mind? It was so far in the back of my mind that, I wasn't really considering it. I didn't think that's a game you could possibly lose. Because one, Colorado, to me, they, look, they, they, they did not look good at all. No. I mean, they, they obviously played better in the second half, but I don't think Colorado That's not a, a good really team. Good that, team. That, they're not a very good team. That's the thing that's scary yeah, about and all of And they weren't disciplined. It wasn't like, I mean, they weren't even disciplined even in the second half. They made some bad plays in the second half, and they had some penalties. I think it was just we were worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so halftime hits, and I think before we get into the second half, it the first pod you and I recorded, one of the things we talked about was how to win close games. I gave you the stat over the last five years, Nebraska's nine and eighteen in games decided by seven points or less. Yeah. Well, under Frost now, Nebraska's one and six in games decided by seven points or less under Scott Frost. Clearly, this team's still learning how to finish. Some of that is on the players. I think some of that at some point, the Bucks got to stop with Frost. And to start the, the second half, I thought the start of the second half was foreshadowing on how Nebraska, to me, appeared to just lose their edge. How do you come out of halftime? You have the ball coming out of halftime. And you have to call a timeout because you're going to get a delay of game. How? So, because the whole mindset should have been, you know what we're going to do? We're going to score, and we're going to stop, and it's going to be 24 to nothing, and it's over. Yeah, that, that's sort of one of those, what you call, you know, momentum or mojo killers, right? So come out of halftime, I think Frost said it in his postgame, is we lined up wrong. And for whatever reason that happens, those things happen. But you go, how do you how? let that, right? So that's the part. Those things become, those little things become sort of, they creep into every, that little thing sets off the, well, this is what's happening almost. And 
that sort of was the the theme of the second half. Like all those little, you know, those little things that set go, a bad tone. It set it a just, bad tone and gave them a chance to sort of just steal one from us. Like mm-hmm. you gave them a chance to steal the game, a game that was won. Like I said, the feeling is we got that taken away from us because that game was done. It is done if all you got to do is just keep pressing, pressing on the throat, and the game is over. So give me... You talked about how you didn't think Colorado was very good in the first half. I agree. I think a part of that is Colorado, I still think, is a great team. Part of that was Nebraska did a lot of good things in the first half. I thought it appeared, and this is kind of a classic, like, guy on the couch, you know, who's like, make a ju- halftime adjustments, you know, that. Were, but to me, it was clear that they made some adjustments. They appeared to do some things differently, and it, and it kind of appeared like Nebraska didn't. Is that true? What was different about what happened in the second half to you? We focusing mostly on their de- on on Nebraska's defense trying to slow them down. Oh, Nebraska's defense versus Colorado's offense. Yeah, we'll start there. And if you see anything, the other okay. Way. Let's st- let's start because I didn't even think the offense was great in the first half. To be honest with you, Nebraska's Nebraska's they were they were okay. They were they were. I mean, they weren't they were good for them. I, it just was like it, it was fine. Yeah, it, it was what we kind of expect yeah. out of them. The defense was was played really well. I mean, they gave up nothing. They gave right. up no no rushing yards, no points. Second half. There wasn't egregious – they weren't getting beat egregiously, I wouldn't say, right? So No. They were pitching a shutout until a minute left in the third quarter. Yes, and so they, they, they throw, they throw uh, a couple deep passes on us. One's a flea flicker. And they weren't like blown coverages. No. They were just sort of poorly covered. So one, you know, one, it was a flea flicker. That's, that's hard to that's, – I mean, that's a hard one to, you know – to, to totally stay on like glue, but we were in the ballpark. It would have been nice to just get the guy down. Even if you give up 50, but you get him down, you don't get the score. They got to use more clock. You can maybe stop him. You know, we, we, we missed some tackles. I, some thought, sim- I thought the tackling eroded bad. Exactly. So simple, simple things like just tackle, make them work for it more. Missed tackles happen, but, but at the same time, that's a factor. But it wasn't egregious. It wasn't like, those times where we've seen, like, man, Wisconsin's just going to run us over and blow us out, right? Mm-hmm. This Iowa did the same thing. They just ran us. Like, they just took, took us physically and put us on the ground and beat us. It wasn't really like that. It was more, you know, we they had the ball a lot and had a lot of chances, and, you know, they, they made a couple big plays, but it wasn't. It wasn't it, atrocious defense. No. I, won't, I won't go that far. I don't uh, – hell no. It, it's the – Again, this was a game that I feel like. Now, granted, it was an offensive avalanche in the in the latter stages of the or in the fourth quarter for Colorado, but I think a lot of this conversation needs to go back to the offense, where the yes. the, the defense the defense played good yesterday or Saturday and was good yes. enough to win. That, that's the point. That was good enough to win. The offense. The offense's job in that game, when you have that kind of lead, is to simply win the game from there by running the ball, like running the clock out and right. controlling the ball. That's all you got to do. One more score in the, you know, the first, let's call it, thirteen minutes of that second half wins the game. They didn't again. They didn't score until one the one forty uh, minute forty two left in the third quarter. Yeah, Colorado had zero points until. Two minutes left into the third quarter. 
Like the offense had every opportunity in the world to seal the deal. And that's, I wrote that for the first four drives for Nebraska in the second half, they had a total of 50 yards. It was, it was penalties and it was, and it was, you know, a combination of penalties and, you know, Martinez was still like, he, he still isn't like, he had moments. I mean, we'll get into where the 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 drive that resulted in the touchdown. He was a man on that drive, yeah. you know. And he still had some plays where he went, "Wow!" But overall, I still he still hasn't looked like the Martinez I thought that he would look like. And I think in general, I think just from a if you zoom out, I think clearly the defense has improved. And I don't know if I can say like I think the offense. At least I know we're two two games in, but they've. What, why do you take it a step back? I but why do you think why do you think that is on offense? I think ultimately it comes down to Nebraska can't get anything running the ball between the tackles. Like I think everything starts there. And is is that running back or is that line? I think it's uh, or a combination. I think it's a combination too. The Mills Mills needs to have a little wiggle to him, like Mills. Mills doesn't ever make a move. Like Mills, yeah. the, there's a fine line between running hard and like he's that running back that runs into the back of his blockers. Yeah, you know what I mean. And is it he could be comfort with him though because he's still fresh to the system. Totally, he is totally. He might need some time. Well, what do you think? What? Why do you? What? Because I don't know. I mean, I don't want to make a. It just in all reality, he, again, even in the first half, the offense was just okay to me. They they were. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were. Oh, they were fine. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel like boy, this offense is humming. Yeah, I'm trying. So my answer is, if you ask me why, I would. The honesty is, I don't know. That's the that's the true answer. But my hunch is there is some sort of combination of the no deep threat, the the no receiver that is the guy that is keeping people like out of the box. Because I think right now they're saying you can run wide and you can throw deep, but you're not running up the middle and you're not throwing short. I think mm-hmm. that's sort of what I'm seeing people take away from us, and we're not beating anybody deep. Except, I mean, the, the J.D. Spielman. That was, that was a busted coverage. That was a busted coverage. But we just aren't that's going over the top at all, and we're not really pushing the ball down the field. Right. That's like, interesting. I, you I know, was, because that, that's watching, a great I was observation. watching uh, Joe Burrow and, and LSU last night, and he was pushing the ball down the field a lot, and I was kind of watching him going – Oh, we have not done that. Like Martinez has not been really driving, you know, 15, 20 yards. So what throws. is that? What, what do you think that I'm is? I'm not sure what that is right now. I don't know what what the what the the issue is. Frost Frost wrote a or he said something that, that stood out to me in his press conference. He said, I can't scheme these receivers open. So there is a there's an aspect of these guys down the field have to win. Yeah. And I don't know that they're doing that right now. Yeah. So, I, and I don't. I think that's affecting the run game. I, I think it. I mean, everything is going to work sure. together. But to me, nobody's talking about the receivers down the field. And there's to me, there's. I'm seeing us not threaten anybody. That right is, now. that is interesting. I mean, I think I can count. Two, so there's been two games. You have the little seam pass to Stoll that got a big game against South Alabama, but that wasn't necessarily a deep ball. No, it's a 10-yard throw. Uh, Spielman's touchdown. It's a busted coverage, but it's still... Well, okay, threw the ball down the field. We'll give him that. Yeah. 
help me out. Am I missing uh, another completed ball that was thrown really, really attacking down the field? We've had two interceptions and an almost interception. Right. First game, we we mean he about oh, he dropped it. Yeah, the so, South Alabama dropped a few. So the, there's something going on, and I think Stanley Morgan was. We talked yeah. about him. He's been he was a he's a big piece that's missing, and you know the Noah kid is. Uh, Something's he's not new. working for he, him yet. You know, I, there's 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 comfort, and there's you know, and there's an overall athleticism that you sometimes need to be the guy that just goes deep and. You know, we can throw it up yeah. to you, and we feel good about it. Like, I don't know that we have that guy yet. I mean, because our best players are Wandale and, and Maurice, and they're more running back, right. short, you know. Like, Wandale's not really a, our deep threat. No. And JD's not necessarily like a, a huge physical down-the-field guy either. So I don't know that we have that over-the-top guy right now. And that's and I'm to me, that's... That's a that's, bit of a concern yeah. in a weak spot. Yeah, that's probably a better way because because my my observation is just that Nebraska can't get anything. Everything has to be on the edges, which is a lot how they play to begin with. But they can't get anything established in between the tackles at all. But a lot of that, to your point, could be the way the defense is. I think the defense is forcing us outside, right? To a sense, I right. mean, they don't. If you watch this Frost offense. I mean, in Central Florida, I remember so many times they had that little skinny running back. He was fast, yeah. And he, but he would, he was up the. It was all he would always run like the inside. Even zone. I remember watching the or, Oregon would get chunk plays in between the tackles. inside zone too. They we would can't, get, and Nebraska's not getting any. The yeah. only the only real production they're getting in between the tackles is quarterback draw with Martinez. Yep, and. The, the reality is I happen to think that's their best running play, but I'd imagine there's a hesitation amongst Frost to be like, are, are you really going to run Martinez 20 25 times? times? Inside the tackles? Yeah, it's like that's a scary thing, you know? But I, I don't I don't love doing – I mean, I think we have to run him because that offense is predicated on using him. To, you know, you the numbers are I, in favor when you run the quarterback. I think, I think it's telling that when – and we're going to get to something that I think is huge – but I thought it was telling when shit got real. Wh- wh- where did they go? They went to him. They went to fucking Martinez on draws. Yeah. When it was when it was nut cutting time. When it was time, he was the guy. When it and, was fourth and one, and they said, "I love that call because he's he's your best player." Yes. That that's the that the numbers are on your side, and it's the probably the most controllable play like right. you can control you know it's him there's less there's less there's time. not a it's, read there's not a it's yeah. just get the get the yard right, right. so yeah. I, I i you got to give the coaches credit i liked what they did there but there there is it's telling though that during the rest of the game i don't know that we feel like i don't think we have like oh we feel good about running the ball inside any other way no and that's one of the things that Frost also talked about because I I thought it was you know scheming the wide receivers open that was something that caught my eye, uh, caught my ear I was like oh that's yeah. interesting and then the other thing he said was they need more chunk plays now it probably lends itself to to what we're talking about of being able to throw the ball down the field but he basically said that this offense isn't built to just drive the ball down the field it's more of 
it's gashing it's more people. gashing people, and they're not getting a lot of. I mean, they have the the beautifully blocked swing pass to Washington for the score along the sideline. Yeah, uh, you have the busted coverage for Spielman. Other than and then the one long pass to Stoll. I mean, I would say, and then you had a couple. Maurice busted a few yesterday on Saturday, but you just you basically what I'm saying. You got on one hand in two games how many chunk explosive plays they've had. Yeah, and I. Here's the other, the hard part um, with the, you know, this offense is designed to do that. It's designed to sort of, it's this high octane thing that's designed to, to work a certain way. And, you know, one of my philosophies that, and not that my philosophy is better than anybody else's, no. but I love the idea of, being able to control the clock Me too. and to be able to like it. And this is not necessarily the offense that does that. Right. So it seems to me like when the situations like inside the red zone and on the goal line and in the, you know, in the fourth quarter and the four minute offense, when you're trying to, this is, this offense gets a little bit hard. It's harder to execute being in the shotgun, being spread. And you can't just say, we're going to do this and we can, we can feel comfortable running ISOs or powers. Chunk just- plays. What, what, basically, a couple of things. Having saying our, our offense hangs its hat on explosive plays. That's a, that's a tricky. That, 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 to that's me, that's okay. not a consistent recipe. That that's okay. If, if you are consistently doing it right, right. now, we, we aren't consistently doing it. So, then it's like, well, then sh- should we be something else? But you, you can't, can't be do both. That. It's you hard. can't be both. Well, right? so you have to be one thing or the other. And we are this high octane, high speed. You know, spread it out. You know, make this difficult in the defense. But it gets harder in a four minute totally. situation. Totally. Well, that, and that. Okay, so there you go. The biggest sequence of the game, in my opinion. The sequence that I scratched my head at the most. And let me set this up. Colorado kicks a field goal to make it 24 to 24. It's gut check time. You, you were up 17, nothing. The game's tied. Here you go. Nebraska responds with a 75 yard scoring drive that we've been talking about. And Martin, they go for it on fourth down score. Martinez was a motherfucking, which beast. is everything you want. Yes. That's what everything is a Husker fan. You want to see, can we respond? Do we got a set of nuts? We yes. Do. Colorado then big kickoff return. Cam Taylor pops the ball out. Nebraska recovers the fumble. So now Nebraska's got the ball. Nebraska's oh. fans' emotions have gone, have gone up, up and, and down. down. I mean, it's the nuts. defibrillators have been brought out <laughs> two different times. <laughs> okay. You are, because when, when Chenault busted the kickoff return, you thought, no. I mean, uh, uh, what's the old, uh, the was Simpsons? it Red Fox? The yeah. guy's like, <laughs> ah. I'm coming, Lydia. Uh, it, but that's what it was. So I'm coming. <laughs> but then we recovered. Like, no, I'm back. I'm it's, back. It's well, it was like or uh, super fans Farley when he yeah. had a heart attack. Adam Maker Baker's <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, so now Nebraska recovers a the fumble. They're up 31 to 24 with 5:45 left. What you were just saying. You know what time it is? It's four minute offense time. It's time to run the ball and bleed the clock. 
period, end of story. I don't want to hear anything else. And what happens? They throw the ball. They get a grounding. It's now second and 17. They go piss-ass run, piss-ass run, punt. But but And then you also you miss that 40 seconds of of clock that you could have burned. And well, so that's what I'm saying. It's okay. So, but so here's, this is my new theory is cause I, I, I watched the same thing. I don't know. Happened last night. So the same thing happened. LSU's up, I think seven with three minutes to go They're on their side of the field. It's first and something. And, and do you know what they do? They throw they it, drop back and they throw it and they score a 70-yard touchdown. Joe Burrow, here's, here's what that comes down to. And I watched the same thing in the Super Bowl, Falcons versus offensive coordinators want to be known as aggressive. We do what we do. We play to win. And that's what you do when you play to win. And that's fine, and that's what... But I'm not wired that I'm way. not either. I'm wired I'm just- to... I play the clock game. I want to control the ball, run the clock, and I start doing that the whole fourth quarter. The whole fourth quarter, my whole goal is to control the ball and run the clock out and let them make mistakes and just bleed that. I, w- I would run down the clock to one second, and and I'm not a coach, and, and these guys know way more than me, so I, I always will give them more credit. Totally, yeah. But that's my... That was my. I just philosophy. disagree with it. So that's why I that's, everything at the start. Like I believe in Frost. I just disagreed with that. No, and I don't think he's. I don't think they're wrong because it's not the. It's just from what I like and my the, the style I like is. I I just want I want to be like I'm gonna run that clock all the way all the way down and you you guys have to beat us then you I just think you had just you had just had a 75 yard scoring drive all on the ground. You had just ran the ball 75 yards. To me, if there ever was a time to just to stay with what was working and to, again, bleed clock, because you know how much time was left when they scored the game-tying touchdown? It's like 45 seconds. Yeah. And that's 45 seconds that that's, may not have been that's there. That's that play. That's that play. And you and you don't think like you can't ever that's that's a we're doing the revisionist totally, thing. Totally. Yes. But at the, the But in the moment I said, "Whoa." In the moment I said the same thing because this is a trend that's probably been around now for the last 3 or 4 years often uh, uh, college and pro, it's the offensive coordinators that are the best in the world. These are the best offensive coordinators in the world. They are being aggressive on that play. That that three to five minutes, it's the four-minute offense. Traditionally in football, it's run, 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 get a first down if you can, or you're going to punt and take every second and make them use all their timeouts. Right. The new age offensive coordinator, and this is this is LSU, this is NFL, this is people in the Super Bowl, like this is these people are all throwing that pass right now. They're saying we're going to win it. Yeah. We're going to win it on this play. And that's a very aggressive mindset. And that's, I don't think it's wrong. See, I'm part, just saying, I, I don't, I like playing the other way. The hard I part like is because he did the, because Frost did the exact same thing last year. Like this game was eerily reminiscent to the Colorado game last year because mm-hmm. he did the exact same thing last year. 
uh, the Nebraska stuffed Colorado on fourth down at home last year. They got the ball back, and on the first first play, when it which should have been bleed the clock time, Martinez threw the ball. He throws a pick, like. But this is kind of what he does, and the hard part is if Frost was sitting here, which I wish he were, he because I think his body's great. I mean, he's no, no. It, if if he were if he were here, he would say, "Well, listen, man, this same attitude and same approach got us undefeated year two, Central Florida thirteen and zero, and beat Auburn." And you go, "I get it, I get it." But here's here's where it's it's puzzling is when you juxtapose that mindset with the play calling in overtime. Because if you're if you're a guy that's going to go for it and be aggressive, it, to me to me, it I didn't I now the hard part is like everyone's focused on overtime. The game should have never even gotten overtime. But the thing that was interesting listening to Frost after the game was his comments about the play calling in overtime, where he talked about how he was a little scared about throwing an interception yeah. or getting a fumble, and it's like well. Okay, with five minutes and forty-five seconds left, you're you're foot on the gas, ultra aggressive. Let's go, and then in overtime, down three, you're. I, I think the difference is when when you're up seven, you can be more aggressive. Right. When you're down three, you it's there's more do or die. Right. So he's saying both are coin flip calls. Right. I mean, that's truly it's truly both a coin flip, and you're not wrong or right either way. So in, in if you throw that pass and you get it, great. If you run it, that's fine. That's safer. In an overtime, it's fourth and sixteen, and or you kick a, a field goal with your backup kicker. I mean, you just it, it, there's no right call. So either way, there's no right call. But I think the only difference, if you're asking, well, why didn't you stick to your I'm aggressive, I'm aggressive. I think the only difference is when you have the lead, you mm-hmm. can be a little bit more aggressive. Well, than and if you're we're down three, so all we're trying to do is stay alive to the next one. And I think, I think the elephant in the room too come overtime was was the fact that they had their backup kicker, and I think Frost felt like they needed to make sure they they didn't go backwards <laughs> or lose the ball yeah. to give Armstrong a relatively makeable field goal, yeah. and then unfortunately on third down, Martinez gets sacked. And Frost had a very he. He said something that was stood out too. He said, "We don't have a great fourth and sixteen play call." Yeah. Where, as an offensive coordinator, Nick, I'll say that there is a difference too. On a four-minute offense, first and ten, you got a lot of options. on the four-minute offense. That's one of your as an offensive coordinator. I'm sure that's the best time you know that I got good plays for a defense that is plain run heavy. Right. That's the mind. The mind. The defense goes. We got to stop the run. Sure. So that that's probably the biggest difference of why throw then versus not throwing in overtime. There's good reason for that. So I understand. I just, I just get with you. It's like it's I, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to when you see that in the moment and you go, let's just run the clock. Well, and it doesn't work. It's, it's I'm it not sucks. anti running the ball there. Let me make, like I'm fine with running yeah. the ball. But my thought is this. There, I'll show you this video. I'll have to find it. But there's a great there's a great story from Nick Saban on how apparently he called plays when he was his quarterback in high school. Like as the quarterback, he called the plays. Yeah, and he called a or he had like a huge moment in like the state championship game, and it, and he he talked about how one of the lessons he learned as a play caller and a coach in big moments don't think about plays, think about 
players. Yeah. And I love that. That's a, that's a nice little thing to keep in mind. So, again, go, let, let's, now f- let's get back to overtime. Who's your best player and what's your best play? It is Martinez running the ball. I'm with you. You don't okay. want to. So, so my thing is like, I just can't believe that you let for my, my, my thought was like, wow, if there's any, you need to ride or die with Adrian Martinez. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I don't care about running necessarily running the ball, but if you're going to run the ball, run the ball with your, with what run was your best first, run with was your, the first play, the zone read though zone read. It was, he, a, and he, he gave it. When he probably should have kept it. It was someone, and maybe they were they were probably reading guy, but someone whiffed, and it just it looked like a blown block. But I think that was the guy they were optioning, and he sort of played them both, and then took the running back, and and Martinez probably should have kept it. And then, well, just either way, it didn't look like there was much there. Yeah, and, then, it, it, and then it wasn't. A, and then they obvious. ran the stretch play to Washington that got and that strung got out. Up. Yep, and and then now and then. Unfortunately, the one pseudo shaky snap the entire day comes on third down. It's a little low. If you watch it, it looked like he was going to have Wandell on a little comeback route right at the sticks, yeah. and he gets sacked. But he, need, you know, he he's got to keep that alive. So th- yeah. that's that's sort of maybe my my last thought and takeaway from this offense is I almost equate it to. If you ever watched, you know, you, you watch those, uh, you know, Blue Planets or, uh, you know, those those Netflix, the really like, you know, the guy, what's the guy the, the, with the voice? The David Attenborough. He's like, <laughs> Who, are you talking like, like uh, Anna, nature? Like, yeah, the nature, the nature yeah. shows. What are they called? Um, there's, there's one's called Blue Planet. There's another called, okay. um, he goes, the, the Galapagos Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> They come here every season. Yeah, every se- yeah, okay, yeah. I don't and the penguins march yeah. from that. Yeah, you know, he yeah, talks yeah. like that. Yeah. I watch those, and they they always show these, you know, these young lions or these, you know, young cheetahs trying to learn how to like go kill. Some- and I, I think about our guys, like our best players, Wandale, Martinez, Washington. We got some just young players everywhere, inexperienced. They're like those those animals that don't know how to kill something. Yes. They got the skills. Totally agree. They don't and know how to go. Like they're chasing down the hot, the 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 uh, antelope, and they tackle it, and they they got it. And you know the the older lions that you know it's on the throat, right. And they hold you down. You're dead. And these are the ones they tackle you, and they sort of don't know what they're doing yet. So that's that's a perfect way to to bridge it into, and we, I mean, we can go back and talk about ins and outs. But like I think. There's an interesting conversation to be had about everything that you just said, where still, and I know people get tired of this, of like the the culture that Frost is still trying to build up. Now, we, we need to balance making, like, we can also talk ourselves in, like, make it too complicated. You know, like, the guys have to think about who they're playing for and why you play. Like, you don't need to make it like that. It has nothing to do with that right but, now. But there is an element of... When, to me, when Nebraska got up at halftime, they almost, I wonder if there was an, an subconscious, like, holy shit, we're killing this team. And they almost didn't even know how to react to success, for lack of a better term. Because I just think, like, in the second half, they didn't have the same, I don't know if they, 
they blew their load or if they were like they had an adrenaline dump and they didn't have the same pop to them at all and so i'm just there's something to the culture thing of like i was talking to my brother uh driving here today and he made a great point and i don't know if you agree with this or not but I, i it resonated with me when you have a culture rolling there are a lot of games when you walk off the field or the court, you say to yourselves, I don't know how we won that game, but we won that game. Yes. And when you don't have the culture totally rolling, you find yourself a lot walking off the field or the court going, how the hell did we not win that game? And, there, and there's just yes. something in there. There's that, that element of with experience comes the know-how. The know-how of how do you pull those games out that that's something that's learned. That's not something you just you just do, you know. We we haven't learned how to win yet. We haven't learned how to win those games yet. Those games require the experience, the understanding of we can't afford to make a mistake here. Yeah, we're going to make mistakes throughout our the season, not now. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to give a ball up over our head in the in the last quarter of, you know, the last 15 minutes when we're up 70. Not now. Right. We're going to be aggressive but we're never going to let that ball get over our head now. That's just that's just know-how. You just learn how to win. And you know, Martinez like we're not going to fumble the ball now. We weren't it's 17 to 7, right? We're not going to fumble this one after they just right. scored on us. Not now. That's just ball protection, understanding, you know, seeing the blitzes and understanding the the time of the game, right? So they haven't figured out and they're a young team right there there's not a lot of experience i mean our captains are a sophomore a true sophomore a transfer that just came in that showed up in the spring you know what i mean you like, know he, he came in you know yeah big darren Danes from oklahoma <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i'd like to be a captain yeah. and you know what he they needed a guy like him because he's he's a veteran like he's a, a veteran player and that's why he's a captain but it's pretty telling though that the we needed somebody to come in from another school to, to give us some experience. And let, so that just shows you that, like, man, we, we have a young team. This team needs to grow, and they need to learn how to win these games. So that's all it is to me. Like, I, I feel really good about Martinez still. Yes. I mean, he, th- there was a, there's so much hype that came with him, and, and it's just it was almost too much. And we said that. We're like, man, that's a lot of hype. He still has that ceiling. Like mm-hmm. he's still that guy. But I think what's shown is like we gotta get, we gotta let this guy grow. He he's still he's full, still got a ways to go. Like he's, I mean, got he's really full, good, but he's still got a ways to go. He needs to play some games, man. Right. He needs to play and learn how to win these games. And he need because you know what? If it's gonna be him that does it, like mm-hmm. he can't turn the ball over. He can't take these sacks. Like he's got to be the guy that keeps the play alive and protects the ball. And he was not seeing blitzes and taking sacks. Especially like, oh man, dude, the intentional grounding in the the sack and overtime just can't happen. Those cannot happen. Right, and those are the ones that the the really good ones learn. You know, it, it may take them ten years in the pros before they go. I'll never take that sack. Yeah, and they don't take that. Sack. Yeah, I think a couple of things where you talk about the whole thing like that can't happen. Like a, like a little thing, Cam Taylor on the flea flicker can't fall down. You, you can't fall down. You can, okay, you were beat. You're you beat, were beat, but you got to get him. You got to get him. You can't fall. Like, so something like that. Like, like things like that where, 
And I know it seems like you think of those things in the moment where it's like, oh shit, I'm beat. He can't score. That, so, and that's learned from mistakes. So from right. mistakes, you can you, you wish you didn't have to make it, but a lot of times that's where people learn best. So the next time something like that happens and it's the fourth quarter and he's going to go, well, no matter what, I'm either going to tackle this guy before he catches it because that's only 15 yards, or I'm just going to make sure he's down. Right, and he didn't do either. And touchdown. Like things like that where – and with, with Martinez – I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm still all in on Martinez. He's still fantastic. But people maybe put heaped like the bar Before a, you're a there, little too right? high. Because the other thing people have to remember is with last year. Yeah, there were a lot of things working against him last year. But at the same time, it's a whole lot easier to play when they're like. That season was done immediately. Yeah. And you're not really having any like that the, those were the biggest that that was the biggest game he's ever played in the mm-hmm. other day. Because let's be honest, all those other games were yeah. the season had been and so that's it. like all of a sudden now there are real consequences to what happened. You you lo- last year you lose to Michigan State at home. You you weren't going to a bowl game anyways. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't going to happen. And so I also think he has to not only grow, but also think it, with the physical stuff, but like the mental stuff of dealing with pressure-packed moments, he still is pretty young in that spot too. He's 19. Yeah. I mean, is he 19? Is he 18? Or is 18, he- I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, right. he's 19 years old, and he's played in you know, 10, 12 games in his life. So these but are I, things like a lot of his problems to me are just – they're so they're just they're such just experience problems that all he needs is to continue to get the experience and the dude's got a great head on his shoulders he does he you know he's he knows what to say he know like he's totally. got the demeanor totally. I, I think he's I think he'll be fine it's just can I play devil's advocate for a second yes you may and I mean it's gonna be hard because I don't know how I'd answer this question but also everything we're saying is true totally true. But at the same time, you know who lost seven straight games to end the season last year? Colorado. You know, as a first-year head coach, Colorado. And you know who found a way to win the game? Colorado. Yeah. So what's hard about it is, like, we make this out to be this most, this, like, super elusive, uh, hard thing to attain and all that stuff. And it's like, it is, but at some point, this has to stop. Yep. And so that's the hard conversation to have of when when do you when when are you going to be like sick and tired of being sick and tired of like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I mean Nick this was last night like you know after a couple beers. I mean, this was part of that, the five stages of grief oh, we're yeah. going through. Like we had Where the moment of like they're everything. like why is this happening to yeah. us? Why us, you know? And yeah. so I mean, we were doing that last night and there's no good explanation. There's no good explanation why it seems like this is always happening to us. And that's how we feel. Maybe this happens to every other team, but all we see is 
this only happens to us. Why is this happening to us? And I don't have a good I don't have a good answer. I don't either. I, I just think it's worth and that's I'm not just like I'm not like trying it's to a great yell devil. at people. I'm just throwing it You're out saying, there. How do like, they win to, that game and we don't how come that I guess that's the thing. It's like again, everything everything know. that's being said about the program, Frost is still building it up, they got a long ways to go, they still gotta work on the culture, they gotta learn how to win. All that stuff is true, but it's like why does Colorado figure it out and Nebraska doesn't? I, I don't know. And so that's the thing that I think that is so hard where I think one of the hardest things about yesterday to me was it was when, when it happened last year, it was a lot easier to understand. You're like, all right, you know, year one, I totally had to flip some things on stuff. And again, I'm not, I'm not, Nebraska's not back, no. but at the same time, like at some point, it's just going to be hard. I, I've said it from the moment Frost was hired. The hardest thing this fan base is going to have to navigate is balancing patience with kind of going, well, WTF. Like, you know, at some point, you got to start – like, at some point, Nebraska's got to win that game. Nebraska had no business losing that game. Yeah. I mean, I always want the win, but to me, I – if I'm trying to spin this positive, mm -hmm. which I'm going to try to do – I'd rather them lose this game than against the Big Ten team. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing we can get to. When, I mean, the reality is right now, all of Nebraska's goals are still in front of them. The yeah. season's not over by any stretch of the imagination at all. It's Again, I bring, uh, Northwestern, went, they, they went over. They lost every non-con game and went to the Big Ten title. Like So it is totally, yeah. everything's still there. But it just is frustrating. You know, I mean, it, it, especially when I, I think the, if you're feeling it after a loss like this, that shows you probably how invested you are, right? So there's people, you know, the people that listen to this and the people that watch that game, I'm assuming they felt like we did. And the, it's just like, it was ripping at your stomach during that game when things started to go, you know, and that shows you that this one hurt more than any of the games last year. Oh. It, I, this was a, this was a, this was rough. And <laughs> because it was like the Colorado game last year, it was like, boy, they, they still look like it was, there was an element of like, man, they looked really good. Yeah. And it was game one, you know, it was the first game and you're like, whatever. Troy Martinez was out and you're like, okay. Yeah. The, then they get murdered at Michigan and you're like, they're not ready for that. It was easy to explain. Then they lose at Wisconsin. You're like, well, what? You thought they're going to go to Wisconsin and win, you know? And then the, the two that hurt were Purdue at home getting ro yeah. rocked and then, then pissing the game away at Northwestern. Yep. But again, they were still in that mode of like, it was, uh, it was more easy to understand. This one was, this one just, was harder to understand, harder was, to wrap your mind around because it was everything we thought couldn't happen. We thought if we start well, if the offense, you know, gets out to a good, you know, like uh, gets out to a good, yeah, they seem start, to checked all the boxes. They like, checked the boxes, so that's what left me so befuddled, and it, what made the, the loss that much harder was we did the things I thought as long as you do that, then you can piss away the second half and you'll still win. But like I, it blew my mind that we we lost that game. I right. I still I rewatched it and went, how did we lose that? Like, I, yeah, I woke up at six thirty in the morning on Sunday and immediately went out, grabbed a cup of coffee, and sat down and turned on and I watched the final the final nine minutes of the game. I'm like, what? And you're just like, wow. 
the amount of things you had to do that had to, that had to go 10, wrong. Probably ten to fifteen little plays in a, like things went wrong in those plays where you just went, oh, we had to do all those things wrong probably to lose that game. Probably and, every and one of them. Somehow all of them went wrong. But that's a part of back to the culture thing of like when you got it going, you just somehow win those games. Like. E- and and Nebraska right now is in still in that mode of like how did the, how did we lose that game? Yep, they got to figure it out. They got to figure out how to win it. And so how, so I mean, what's hard was um, so when we talked before the season, we circled this game. You and I did. I think a lot of people did. So this feels like a huge game. Feels like a springboard. Well, they lost that game. Yeah. And what was it was a great opportunity yesterday, and it didn't happen. So. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what Nebraska looks like now against Northern Illinois. If there's a hangover, if they're pissed off, you know what? Martinez was like a little pissy yesterday after the game, and I liked it. I like he I th- swore. It, it, it was. I was. It was good to see. I, yeah, he was. I mean, he even cussed in the yeah. post game. It was like this is great. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the kind of the question is, they say Dag Nabbit, <laughs> Dag Nabbit, we gotta score the football. But the, I mean, it's like, well, what now? And I, again, all the goals are still in front of you. Yeah, it, there's a fine line between. I just am still worried about the confidence with this team. Yeah, so spending things for the positive, which is they need to see these mistakes so that down the down the roads better, and ignoring that like you're losing games, right? That you should be winning. So that's a fine line. Right now, I almost think with. The fact that we are, we're not national title contention. We know that. That's not a national and, title. And they never were. No. Let's be and they never like, were. So that's why I say when so, all the goals are like, they're not in the playoffs. It's like they were never going to go to the playoffs. So I, I think that it's it's not acceptable to lose, but like let's, if there's a positive spin, it's can we now learn from these mistakes and will this loss teach these guys what it takes to win those games will they learn and go will the defensive backs go not getting beat deep will martinez say not not i'm not taking the sack sack i'm not i'm not turning the ball i'm not yeah will he get there and then will you know the defense go we're going to keep him in bounds and we're going to and we're going to tackle i mean those three things which seem oh that's obvious they're not they're not plugged into their brain like cemented in there where there's that's all they know all they know is do these things and you'll win like right now they they're not thinking those things enough so maybe this this loss gets us there i don't know this is just speculation right i'm just speculating spinning for the positive but you know what something needs to teach them and sometimes it's a gut-wrenching loss sometimes yeah sometimes you can learn by winning or you can learn by losing you know Uh, i the best thing to do is Learn by winning all the time. You go, oh, that's how you win. We did it. We won. Right. These guys are either going to learn by losing or they're going to be a losing team. Yeah. To to recap, I just want to put like a bow on offense. If we had to, you know, be doctors and write a prescription. Like, so do you think, like, I like your thought because it, it, it makes more sense of what I'm seeing that like they need to throw, they need to attack the, figure out how to attack downfield more that's going to make a difference or what yes yeah, so, so something all uh, we need a, some somebody needs to step up and be the guy that's their downfield threat or just you know get we need some people our guys to get open you know these receivers need to get open we 
a lot of times we had some coverage sacks out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had we had a handful of times Martinez would be back and looking around and just there was nowhere to go. I mean, I'd love to see the the film of okay, who's running what route and are they getting open or like why why couldn't we get the ball to anybody down the field? But that's to me on offense the concern is why can't we why can't we push the ball down the field? Um, what is that? And then two is like we got to obviously establish some sort of inside run game. And and those two things probably go hand in hand, maybe. I think so. I mean, they got like, I think they got to. Yeah. I mean, the more you can attack the ball down the field, you'd imagine you'd be able to run the ball easier. You can run, yeah. It it opens it, it just, you know, people people right now are crowding us, I feel like. Defensively, listen. Like it's hard to ask for a better two games. Now, I know, I get it. They scored 34 points in the second half in overtime and got it rolling but if if you watch that game and thought that that game was somehow the defense like that you you walked away being like boy defense gotta get now yeah. granted there's always things you can improve but i will say that i i've been very very pleasantly surprised at how much better this defense has got yeah so i mean is there anything in particular with the defense there's, I mean, everybody. We can be better, but there's not. It's not as glaring to me as the offense. I think the defense has made, like, some I think more improved enough. They're good enough, and and we're not expecting them to be sort of with this offense. There's the hand in hand. Like we're, we're trying to score a lot of points, and that kind of lends itself to giving up a lot of giving up. Of points, yeah, you know, it's, it's a little less ball control and a little bit more. Sort of like we're gonna we're gonna wear these people out, right? And this defense, you know, we t- like this defense isn't built to like. They're a very aggressive, trying to get turnovers, uh, bringing pressure. Yeah, they're, so they're built like that. They're not built to me. They're doing all the things that that this program, the defense needs to do. To me, they're doing all those things. They're getting turnovers. They're getting to the quarterback. They're get, they're they're being disruptive. To me, the big I, I, this is crazy. I mean, I can't believe if someone had told me this was what I was going to be saying two games in. Like, the biggest issue right now is the offense. Surprising, but that's that's. It's amazing. Everything we we think is going to be, it's Isn't always that amazing. Yeah. And that's what we thought. That, you know, like say the same thing happened this game. It's like as long as we do this, we'll win. And then we did exactly that, and it was the opposite. It was we couldn't close. Right. We couldn't close. Which we thought, man, if you give us a lead, the game's over. Done. With this, it's over. You just that's that's when this offense crushes, right? And so, I think we're all scratching our heads. We're all scratching our heads, going, "I don't think I know what uh, what's what's up and what's down now." But it it will work itself out with development. I think this is to me, it all is inexperience because I we've all seen this offense work for multiple schools, right. no question. So I think we we believe it can work, and it's just a matter of we got to develop. I mean, we got to develop these guys. Yeah. I mean, and then I think another sneaky important thing is Barrett Pickering, the kicker, needs to get back. Is he on vacation? Uh, what, what's like? What at? happened to him? <laughs> I don't know. It's like our kicker's hurt. Like, You're like what is it from? What? <laughs> <laughs> what at the Simpsons softball? Where was it? Daryl Strawberry? Who got said? All the different you had, Daryl. Str- someone was moving everything out of Jose a burning Canseco house. Jose Canseco was pulling things out of a burning house. Ozzy Smith was taking a <laughs> tonic that made his head huge. 
Um, Maddenly had sideburns, and Mr. Burns kept saying, "Like Maddenly, shave those sideburns," <laughs> so he wouldn't be allowed to play. So maybe he has sideburns, and Frost is like. <laughs> So my thing is, Pickering, Barrett, shave Pickering. those sideburns. Like working at Runza, they're like, no, 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 Barrett, you got to make more cheese Runzas. Pickering, like, I told you, shave those sideburns. Susie, what? I mean, because that 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 needs to happen here. Like we he need needs to get, to get back. back. But with that said, Isaac Armstrong's done. I mean, he missed a. He had a forty. What was a forty-eight, forty-nine yard field goal. It's like I don't blame him. And he actually like, dude, punted. Like they have. He's punted well. He's he's come in and done fine yeah it's, it's just uh, no I, I, it's good though that no you know people aren't blaming him because hey it's Hell no. it, it's too bad that you know it we don't have we don't have somebody that's like yeah that there to you know to make to take that kick no question and that and that's what's that's what's tough about it did yeah. i mean did we is there anything that we missed I think we did a good job. I mean, this was... This is hard. I mean, it's like... I, I, you walked in the door, and you were just like... I was like, Nick, cheer up, buddy. Like, it's, uh, you were it, just... I could tell you were just depressed, and it's like... That one... That one... I'll tell you what. It, that was a rough one. That one... Just because you felt like that... Not say they were going to go undefeated. Just you didn't feel like that... You didn't want that to happen this year. You know? If you lost, you lost. But not... At, like... You have 17 to nothing, and you're rolling. Hey. Oh, I mean, that's the thing that's too bad, too. I mean, the, the the big red takeover yesterday in that stadium was just... I would have loved to see... Because that's the thing about... What happened in the parking lot after the game. Because you know those Husker fans were coming out hot. Oh, yeah. And Colorado and fans Colorado were, fans going to be taunting. I mean, they rushed the field, yeah. and, you know... that. You know, every time they cut to the Colorado fans, I was like, what are those guys on? Because they were like, you know, like these yeah. guys were going crazy. And like, <laughs> they looked like they were on substances. <laughs> so, I don't know. My my sister came over late last night, and she said, she said I would have fought people there. So, quote, unquote. It would have been a bad deal. She, she walked in the door, threw her keys on the table, and dropped an F-bomb, and I went, I went. Okay. That's about right. But then God. she said, if she would have been there, she would have fought people. It'd have been hard. That's how mad my sister was. Yeah. So let Think alone about that. a bunch of, oh, and they boy. serve alcohol in that that I saw building. Some guys pounding some Coors Lights in the, in I the mean, stands. There was Did some. Did you hear rocky... about the whole counterfeit ticket thing? No. Apparently, there was like a huge. I don't know what the final number was, but there were a lot of Husker fans that got duped and bought fake. Like somebody made a whole bunch of fake tickets. There was a ton and there, of so there were a lot of there were a lot of Husker fans that went to Boulder that yeah, like IOU one <laughs> ticket like Lloyd Christmas. You'd be like My word is good as a yeah. This is an IOU. <laughs> this is an IOU just as good. <laughs> IOU five hundred dollars, ticket fifty yard line, I'm about to hold on to that one. <laughs> uh, Sir, this is a Starburst wrapper. It's like oh oh that's not a Billy around the corner told me that was his ticket. Like, sir, this is a Starburst rapper. I I think it's funny though. They they said there was a there was a um, the the Colorado fans were 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 tr- like distinctly trying to not sell yeah, Nebraska, they, fans. and they but we still got to say so. Everyone's like, so we're all in agreement. Even though they're they're, they're willing to pay us thousands of dollars, we're not selling, right, guys? Right? <laughs> and then everybody went home and was like, well, I guess yeah, they won't know. Like, and all of a sudden, the whole section there, there's like. Everybody like, sees. Everybody it. knew what the deal. Or there was some like, you know, like 
Tom from North Platte drove, you know, like bought a Colorado shirt and be like, I am a big Buffs fan. That Mel Tucker and Steven Montez, boy, are they good. I'd like one ticket, please. You know what's my favorite thing? The running of the Buffalo. <laughs> Let's go. Can I have a ticket? Thanks. <laughs> He's getting like, I really like, pulls out a sheet. Ralphie, the the buff, the, the buffalo is good. I'll take one ticket, please. That's what was happening. Nothing like a great day in Boulder. <laughs> where I go to the, the, my favorite local restaurant, the Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's, says TripAdvisor. Five stars. <laughs> great place to get shrimp and a large coke. Oh, man. Uh, that's what happened. I think everybody. We got to watch out for those Nebraska fans, though. They are coming. They're horrible. Who's even their coach? Wouldn't even know. Wouldn't even know because I don't works know out. them at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what was happening. But yeah, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, you ready for me to blow your mind with something? Yes. So you heard the pod with one double nickel, Jason Peter. Yeah. Who, by the way, if you're listening, you haven't listened to that. It's still, it still is worth going back and listening to. I tuned in, and there's some tidbits. If you're a Husker oh, fan, you're going to laugh hard at. I about fell over a couple of times. Jason doesn't hold back, which no, is nice. No, it was great. Uh, <laughs> so we're taping this on a Sunday. Guess what I'm starting tomorrow? I'm going to do, Kim and I, my wife, we're going to do the five-day cleanse. Five-day Are cleanse. you going to? We're doing it starting tomorrow. We were talking about that last night because I was asking people who've done something like it. Are you, Nick. You know me. Nick. I feel like I'm going to be like, you're going to see me on like 27th and Highway 2. Like, <laughs> I need a steak. Give me meat. I need to chew. I'm going to die. I mean, you're going to be a ravenous the- animal running around the block like... Like peeking in I'm people's being, windows, like pork chops, huh? I'm going to be standing outside of Valentino's. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? That where you going, Dad? I tell you, I'll give you anything you want for that. Uh, <laughs> wait, so so you and Kim are going to do five? So is it, are we saying? Can you do coffee for you? Can you do coffee? Jason told me right. Jason said, I think you can have coffee because I yeah you I, would not function yeah, I, again. I, can and you then, have any? Any Jason food. said, I think Any Jason was talking about how he could have like almonds. I think if you're dying, you can have so I think Jason said like the first day he ate like a bag of almonds. Oh my gosh. Oh just like destroying almonds. So I've always wanted to try that, but I just I'm scared to I don't do well. To, I want, if you I and I are eat me and you, like if we're gonna go eat all me day and you long. are the type that if we're gonna go to a movie together or we go anywhere together, we lead the nation in bringing bars. <laughs> I have my bag right here. I have a lot of bars. You bring almonds places like when we went to Vegas this year, you had a bag <laughs> and you dumped you dumped it on the bed. There was twenty-five Bars. bars and I was happy because I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna eat some of these bars but you were they, you weren't prepared you were a doomsday prepper at that situation. I have a thing where it's like <laughs> if I'm gonna leave my house for more than an hour like I always have some sort of I, and so oh. this is I'm telling you this is gonna be bad but you know what if you can do it it's the best way to like they say cl- like clear out your body yeah but, but man it's I've just been scared to try because I you know... You seem it, like it'd be right up your... But see, I eat a ton, though. 
I, I eat so much and so often that <laughs> I almost eat when I I'm, see, I eat when I'm bored. I just like my favorite thing at night is I'm just constantly eating. I want something that takes me an hour to eat. So when I'm eating at night, I want something I can just go. <laughs> or I can eat my because <laughs> I want I want an hour of mind numbing chewing on things. See, that's the thing. I don't. So I wouldn't get to eat anything for five days. I would. I think the first three days would be my struggle. I could, you, once do people I got understand as you're making fun of me, I couldn't believe we went on vacation to Winter Park. And we were at this little, it was your wife's grandparents' place. And you're cooking breakfast. And Bo, blend, you blended up the shake. And I thought, all oh, that? <laughs> he then brings out a whole, the whole blender, the entire thing. And I thought, oh, that's nice. Bo's just made all of us smoothies. He then sat down and drank <laughs> from the blender thing. You drank an entire blender full it's of It's about smoothie. three cups worth of I about smoothie. fell over laughing. And I, I do thinking, it every day. I eat more than you would imagine. I mean, but you do you drink a blender full of smoothie every, every had it Before you came over. Is it still minutes. spinach, flaxseed, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, and protein? Yep. <laughs> you got it. I don't think people. I, I and, want, and I went from like well, one glass this? is enough. Three glasses is the amount that like. How are you need. not like? I feel I like you know. like cough and like smoothie <laughs> comes out of your. <laughs> you you poke me with a pin. It's like smoothie starts dripping out of me. Scalpel. Oh, smoothie we got, everything. We've oh, got God. smoothie. We've got smoothie in here. He's a type A smoothie. We need a we need a donor immediately. <laughs> How do you do smoothie. that? It's just so delicious. It's I. It's like crack for me. I need it every day. It's crack. It's my, it's my if I don't get it, I'm like, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to the street corner. I'm like, hey, you got a blender? Hey, they got smoothie around here. What's in that grocery store? You think they'd sell me smoothie ingredients? You think they'd sell me? Uh, the cops think smoothie's a new term for like crack. I'm like, yo, he wanted crack. It's like, nah, I wanted a, a strawberry, no, blueberry. He really likes smoothies a lot. Oh, man. So I don't, dude, I'm So you're going to, okay. I'm like, I'm legit nervous. What's what's the, the juice? Is it juice or is it just like water? Like, what's the. Oh, it's juice. It's all juice. Like it's, it's all juice. I wish I could ones get it. Yeah, same it's different one. one each day. So you're having six six juices a day. And every three hours, and one of them is Dwight Schrute Beats, which is going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, you have, I, I, I'm trying to pull up what each juice is going to be, but we're picking it up from Clean Juice and Lincoln. Shout out to Jason Peter and his wife. And we're starting tomorrow. I am terrified. Okay, so you understand? are you giving like, us your word? Know, are you giving us your word you're going to stick to it, or are you going to quit after I day? can't quit. Right? So you're going to give us five days. I got to think at some point I'll, I'll it'll, no, I think the hardest part, Jason said after one day, he was like, I think it's probably the day, you got to get through the first two and then you'll be okay. I'm nervous. I'm, but those first two days, I guarantee you're going to be like, oh my I God. find what's in each. But juices scene. actually kind of, are kind of filling. I, I don't know. I don't think they're like, like the, but I'm telling you, I've, I've had like a juice and I had it for lunch once and it was. It was. I was actually surprisingly filled up by like a real juice. I mean, yeah, not like yeah. a hey grape. Uh, yeah, you're not grape like drink. hey Sunny D. No way, man. Hey, I'll Sunny take D. A Sunny D. I'm gonna juice cleanse. It's not like that. What's that purple stuff? Like that's what I. 
But that stuff, you have like the purple drink and you're like, you know. What's going to happen? I think you're going to be hungry for the first day and it'll be okay. Are we getting together on Friday, by the way, as we are talking about our plans? Dude. Our friend Bub is having a baby and he wanted to have a guy's night one Guy's night next Friday, yep. So, But that's my last day of my cleanse. Am I, am I like, so what am I doing that day? How should I structure that day? Uh, your reward should be... I drank an entire bottle of wine on Friday, by the way, myself. Kim by and yourself? I, yeah. Well, no, my Kim was with me. We drank a bottle of wine, we drank a bottle of wine, then I opened another, and I mean, I was, yeah, it was great. Oh, that's Friday you, night was gorgeous. That's why you texted me. That's why I texted you. I said, this may be the wine talking. I text Mo and I quote, this may be the wine talking, but I love you, man. <laughs> this may be the wine talking. That's the text I sometimes... Can you tell when I'm crocked? Oh, yeah, but yeah, it's just... Well, I'm sorry about hey, that. Just, but what am I going to do? On Friday, because I assume... Oh, I think you just... The reward is if you can make it to Friday night. I can eat, right? You get to eat and you get to drink. You guys might see something that's like when... Tom Hanks from Castaway walks in. We're like, has it been a week, Nick? (laughs) You got a full beard. I'm like, I'm nervous. Legit nervous. I think it's huge that if you're dying, you can... The almond thing is huge, but I can't just, you know... Become the, the Almond Brothers. Of, the, yeah, the listen Brothers. to the Almond Brothers. Do not. <laughs> Nick, why do you listen to the Almond Brothers? Because you want almonds somewhere? Mentally eating almonds. You listen, listen to, to Rocking Down Brothers. the Highway on repeat. <laughs> eating almonds. I'm terrified. I think it's good that Kim's doing it with me. My wife, so we have like a support system, I guess. But. Oh, I you gotta guys record are a, be I'm recording about how hungry you are oh, all day. Oh God, it's gonna be horrible. I don't know how. I mean, I'm you know I'm gonna record a pod on uh, you know in the middle of the week for our Thursday. Pod. I feel like I'm gonna be a different person during that. You need to drink one of those right before you. Go or on. Almond Brothers just <laughs> crush <laughs> yourself. You're going. You're thinking about those Almond Brothers already. Gonna You're gonna eat, eat a thousand almonds this like, week. He had a thousand calories a day of juice and. 15,000 Nick actually gained calories. 20 pounds He did a juice almonds. cleanse and you gained weight. How did this happen? Lots of almonds. Almond brothers. That's how this happened. But I figured you'd be all about it. I'm going to be am. that guy. I think if you do a cleanse, you have to tell people, like, you got to do it. If you've never done it, you have to do it. Johan and I do <laughs> cleanses weekly. And let me just tell you, if you don't know anything about it, you're missing out. You are missing out. Johan was the perfect man. We go down to the yacht club and we just we share our secrets together. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Johan was the perfect name. <laughs> oh, I am crying. Okay, we should probably wrap it up. And I wanted to tell you that I was going to. What did we cover today? I think this was a day. I laughed. I laughed. We did. Okay, we got to laugh. (laughs) We. I think we slipped back into depression halfway through our. I got bad. I was. You're like. So the season's over. Oh God, why? We started. We started (sighs) depressed. Got. We laughed. (laughs) We're positive. Then got depressed. Laughed some more. I think we can leave on the laugh. Let's leave on the laugh. (laughs) The Almond Brothers. (laughs) The Almond Brothers. (laughs) The amount of almonds I'm going to eat this week is going to be Oh, Nicholas. I mean, when I drop off my daughter at preschool tomorrow, I'm going to clean juice afterwards. and Oh, man, it's not going to be good. So you got to go to clean juice like three times a day? No, I think they give it all. They like wheel it out to you. 
I mean, I think you get it all like because they show me the juice. I mean, Pat was it like the big cold press juicer thing? I mean, things enormous. So, how many juices do you get per? Is it three different juices? So, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Each juice is different. So you get, I think it's six juices a day. Okay, that's good. So that breaks it up. Six juices a day. So I'll get like thirty bottles of juice. See, that's way better than three per day. Because if you're doing like if if you said I get to drink three juices a day. That would be too hard, man. Like I want something like every other hour. Yeah, I want to be. I need. I need stuff to keep you know keep me kind of engaged. Jason said he could feel like inf- He kept talking about inflammation. Like he was like, I could feel like inflammation going away. Which I'm like, I don't know about all that, but that, you'll have to tell me. You're gonna have to give us a play by play. You should write down how you're uh, feeling. Dear diary, one hour, hour in hour one. I want almonds. <laughs> I'm thinking about the almond brothers and. You guys are going to come into my room. There's going to be sketches of almonds. And I'm just gonna... <laughs> it's going to be bad. Okay. Oh, my God. Thanks for making me laugh. You made me laugh. Oh, I needed that. Made me... I did, too. I needed oh, this. Oh, man. Okay, well. This has been, th- this has this been has therapy. Been, this has been good. Was this on-air therapy? Yes. Like we if... just want to talk it out. We just talked it out. This that's is good. So this, everybody that's listening, this is your therapy. You, you, we're letting it out here. Let's get ready well, to move on. Right. Oh, I mean, this is part of it. Like, we this need gonna this. Be this need is going to be good. Maybe this. the cleanse is good so I can, like, this will help me move. I'll be so preoccupied with not dying. That, You'll forget about I'll this forget loss. forget about, you know, Nebraska we'll and all back, that stuff. We'll be back in a couple days. We'll be back days. Sunday. I'll be a new man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be un- insufferable next Sunday when we're oh recording this pod where I'm just going to be like, you are, oh, you what do you have, tea, please? you got to understand. You don't understand the juice world and what it's all about. Let me tell you something about inflammation. <laughs> It's in your body right now, and you need to get it out. Uh, there's been an infiltration of inflammation. You need the information. You're not informed. We are. We're juicers. I'm going to be I actually, I will juice someday, but you're the guinea pig. I'm going to let you. Bear, your brother, I text your brother. Your brother lasted one day. Because, you know, Jason brought a, he brought a five-day cleanse for the whole staff. Frost did it. Frost lost 15 pounds. Basically, I want to be Scott Frost is what all this. I'm going to be like, I'm just going to be doing curls. <laughs> Do curls. my hair blonde. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see you start looking more like Scott Frost. I'm like, what's going on here? What do you mean? I'm not Scott Frost. My, hat, my hat's going to slowly start going to the what's side. What's that stuff Michael Jackson did to make himself whiter? That's what I need to do. You need to pale out a little bit. Just like bleach my whole body <laughs> and then juice cleanse and all that. But Barrett said he lasted one day. Well, he's a coffee, so he's like a coffee fiend right now as a coach. So he I think he's like, one day. I can't believe those guys tried to do it at the start of camp. It's like do it when you not you're not doing like, the off season. Like not when it, you have to think. Not when you have to like be on. That was silly. But that was a, that was a, the Dwight Schrute beats. That's what's coming into my. I, head I'm my excited life. to see you All see right. you do it. But you, if I if I you should do it. Sometime. If you can, maybe, do maybe it. we'll do it. They said people do it a couple times a year. Maybe if I do it, me and you will then do it together. If you complete five days. Yeah, I do want you to come back here and give me the details. The details on the inflammation that's on nowhere infl- to be found. And you need it's to the inflammation. You need to make. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inflammation! <laughs> oh God! Yeah, just do that enough to where I'm like, okay, I have to do it. I, I'm almost glad that I put this on the pod, so now I kind of got to like stick. Got to stick it. to it now. Yeah, you don't tell anybody about something you're doing; it's easy to quit. If you do it, I'll do it. That'll be good. Manual do it. I think you need support. You need you do, unit. It's hard. To, you need to, yeah. The things you that are going to make you suffer a little Ooh. bit, you got to have oh, someone to suffer. 
Okay, well, uh, everybody needs to download, subscribe, rate, review the Nick Bob Podcast. Bo Rude, our Sunday recap for Nebraska football part two is completed. Thank you, sir. Let's shake hands and we'll talk next week, okay? See you, buddy. See you. Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.